It's the truth on WTMJ with Dr. Ken Harris. Dr. Ken's mind is fine at age one. You can say what they want to say. It's America. And if you disagree with it, it's okay. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studio at the Avenue, here's Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to The Truth on TMJ, 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank talk and text line. It is good to be back. It's good to be here. Um, Packers won today. All is right with the world. Um, Everything seems to be going great. No? (laughs) Personally, I'm not a big fan of when there's a Packers win. That's not what I said. I said. (laughs) You said that all's right in the world and the Packers won. In Packerland. <laughs> All is right in the world. One of my best friends was at the game, and I'm happy for him. I'm happy for that one guy that was at the game. Okay. <laughs> but that's just me, man. What about the Chiefs? I mean, uh, clearly, clearly Taylor Swift must have been at the game. <laughs> I clearly. actually don't think uh, she was at that game, but I mean, what a game. It's every time I think, like, maybe are the Chiefs still that team? They show they're still that team. It was a great game yeah. to watch. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh well, that's life. <laughs> All's well that ends well, so, except for the Bears. I I was I I was I was off since Wednesday, right? So yeah. I left. Yeah, and I um had too much time to think because I was on too many plane rides. Mm. So you know yeah, when when you're in a plane and you're stuck in a tube and you're at thirty five thousand feet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tend to give a lot of thinking and a lot of writing, and and I I made the mistake of getting on the. Wi-Fi and mm, big mistake. Yeah, then I started looking around and <laughs> and and I heard some stuff and and even though the DEI stuff with Robin Voss <laughs> and all that stuff was you know it we talked about it and then it was over. We're not giving you any money because we want to you know we we don't we don't mm. believe in it, which mm. I don't really understand what people don't see in DEI and, and I don't think people understand exactly what it is. They just yeah. think they've heard something. Yeah. But then the the and 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 that's why I'm I'm having you hang on. Mm. But then the the system president, mm-hmm. you know, or, or was it the UW? It was the president Madison. of UW System, Jay Rothman. Right. Yeah. So then he made a statement. I, I wanted you to just just repeat that because I thought I heard what you said, sure. but I didn't hear what you said. Sure. So uh, you know, a few weeks ago, the state legislature declined to take up raises for UW uh, employees. And I spoke with uh, the president of the UW system about this topic. And this is a quote that you can find on WTMJ.com. And I'm going to read the quote uh, in its entirety. Okay. I asked uh, President Rothman, uh, does the university need to stay concretely committed to uh, DEI programs? And they say, we have to consider what is in the best interest of the state of Wisconsin. We have to ask ourselves, do we want strong universities? of Wisconsin, we are funded at a level that is 42nd out of 50 states. That is not the Wisconsin that I know. That is not what is right for Wisconsin, and we need to address that issue. I understand there can be policy disagreements, and I'm happy to work through those policy disagreements, but we deserve to have a very strong group of universities. It is historically what Wisconsin has had and is being threatened now. That is exactly the statement that you can find on WTMJ.com. That is what uh, President Rothman told me when we spoke a few weeks ago. 
concerning DEI at uh, the University of Wisconsin system. And so since I'm the talk show host and yes. you're not, <laughs> that was probably the best non-answer answer I've ever heard. I'm going to decline to respond to Thank that because I'm an objective That's journalist. all I wanted to know. And and so it's it's really interesting. You know, both of us got our journalism training from Illinois yes. State University. Go, Go Redbirds. Red Go Redbirds. If only John Mercure was here. And John Mercure mm. and Mike Spaulding. Many of us. Many yeah. of us WTMJers. And so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to wonder mm. uh, what the issue is with DEI. Do people understand it? Do people, like, grasp what it is, not necessarily the need for it, but I think if you understand what it is, then you can probably figure out what the need of it is. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you for that. Yeah. I You're so it. very welcome. Check out the WTMJ.com website for more stories like that. Yeah. Got a plug. Thank you much. We've mm-hmm. got more news at the bottom of the hour. Jack Grau from the WTMJ Breaking News Center. Thank you. I'll be back. It's It, it, it doesn't bother me because I get it. Um. I have been a recipient of some of the components of DEI, um, but why does pursuing DEI bother people? Eight five five six one six one six twenty. So DEI does not; it doesn't necessarily because there's a group that it includes and there are labels that go along with it. It also doesn't exclude people. Number two, the goal of, of, of DEI is to level the field and allow access. And so what is it that you think DEI is doing? And so I, I have my ideas. I have my thoughts. And so because so many people are tired of hearing about DEI from a black, Hispanic, LGBTQ, whatever label you use, I'm interested in hearing what is it that you believe it is and do you support it based on what you believe or do you not support it based on what you believe? 855-616-1620. You're listening to The Truth on TMJ. I'm Dr. Ken Harris. Welcome back to The Truth on WTMJ. You're listening to The Truth on TMJ, 855-616-1620. so before the break, and I want to say thanks again to Jack for giving me information on what the UW system president stated. I know that the the legislature didn't give UW a raise because they removed the amount of money in their budget. I think it was like $42 million. That was the equivalent of the DEI um, portion of their budget that they use. And so I I always found it interesting that the people who make so much of a uh, use of DEI happen to be white females. 
And when you talk about it, it's not a political issue of Republican versus Democrat. It's an issue of 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 women using the ability to uh, be present in rooms, on boards, in schools, and be able to win. And it's been that silent group of white females who have quietly been chosen by those in power who are mostly white males to win. And when you look at all these organizations and places and businesses and everything, when you look at many of the large groups other than white males that are there, usually the largest group is white females. And they have, quote unquote, using my generational vernacular, made out like a fat rat. So I've even been in meetings where leadership has has talked about how they want to um, increase diversity. And then the first thing they did is chose a white female. And so I went back and I said, you know, if you're going to do that, I'm not saying choose black or Hispanic or Asian, right? But when they would do it, they would always choose a woman. But then they would always choose a white woman which is understandable because they're white males, right? They, they choose people they believe they're comfortable with. They choose people they, that look like them, just like black people do, Hispanic, Asian, Italians, Germans. Everybody does it. But it seems like when it comes to something like a school saying we recognize and, and understand that people have not been given an opportunity. And that's really what DEI is about. It's about opportunity, that all things being equal. So I I wasn't too mad when they when when the when the Supreme Court came in and said, hey, you got to change this stuff for for schools and all that. Because when I was going to school, the, the depth of DEI was nowhere near what it is today. But they were able to choose qualified students to go to school. They were able to choose people based on who they were. And so I transferred to Illinois State, and I transferred as a regular student. So I want to talk about some of the negatives of DEI. 855-616-1620 is old National Bank talking text line. Some of the negatives of DEI. Number one, and, and if you have any and and they're in line with why you don't think it should be, let me know. Negatives of DEI are the assumption that if you're black and you're in a position, you're not qualified. Well, they probably got it because they're black. Like some people say, hey, you're only doing the truth on TMJ because you're black. Which is kind of odd because the truth is a black radio station. So for people to say, mm. but I don't, I don't recall the truth ever, ever saying, hey, hey, buddy, you can't work here. You're a white guy. Ever. Matter of fact, nowhere in, in Good Karma Brands. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to look at it from a point of view of if you're qualified, you get it. And if you're not qualified, you don't. But when people assume that you got something because you're black. That, 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 that puzzles me, and it bothers me. Let's take the Milwaukee Police Department. 
when I came on and and I was I was sworn in April twelfth, nineteen ninety three. When I came in, there was a there was a consent decree, and there was a lawsuit by the League of Martin, and the League of Martin won. But the group of people that have made out because of that have been white women. So my 24 years, one month at MPD and my six some odd years at State Fair Park Police. Not necessarily State Fair because it was significantly after that and after I retired. At MPD, white women have made out like a fat rat. I'm not bothered by it. I'm not upset by it. But to not acknowledge that the winners of diversity, equity, and inclusion have not been that phrase I hate to use, people of color. When all of a sudden we become equal and we're the smartest people in the world and we can do anything we want when it comes to DEI, but when it comes to getting jobs, when it comes to getting promoted, when it comes to being able to be all that we can be. Thank you, United States Army. Is that even what they use anymore? Anyway, um, th- th- those are the times when, well, not so. That quiet talking in the corner that, well, they only got it because they're, they, they only, they're, they're only there because, you know, wink, wink. And so what the police department did is they had to hire four, I'm sorry, Four white males, two minority males, and a woman. So when they said minority, they meant just non-white. You could be Hispanic, you could be Asian, you could be Pacific Islander, you could be whatever. And we had literally all of them on the department. When it became woman, they didn't really care. You had to be female. They didn't care what race you were. They didn't care. But the anomaly was that Five years prior, in like 88, they did a study and found that there were roughly 80, 80 some odd percent of all the people who worked in the Milwaukee Police Department came from like two or three zip codes on the south side, predominantly white. So if we want a city just to represent what the city looks like, they would need to at least find qualified people who have to take the same written tests, same Physical agility, same interview, same physical exam, same academy, same exams in the academy, same final exam, and same graduation. And so people would come in and say, oh, yeah, I heard they weren't hiring for the Milwaukee Police Department. They're only hiring black people because that's how they interpreted that particular thing when, in fact, Even during that lawsuit, they lied and said, well, you know, they're only hiring white guys. I mean, black guys. I mean, Hispanic guys. Well, what it was is four white males, two minority males, and a woman. For a total of six times 10, and every class was 60. And so I think what people have done is they have created their own understanding of what 
DEI is. And it's and and I find it unfortunate because what they think is that it does a disservice to the community, does a disservice to an organization, does disservice to society. The problem is when when you are trying to sell something or be something to me and I don't see myself, I'm not interested. I'm just like the white guy, the Hispanic guy. If I don't see myself in what you're presenting, I'm going to go, I guess that's not for me. You see that on TV. You see it in movies. You see it on the radio. So in the end, I think what we have to do is we have to really, really, really take a close look at what it is that we're doing and how we're presenting things. And if we could get a handle on it, we wouldn't have issues like we have in Israel. We wouldn't have issues like we have knuckleheads trying to jump over the fence at the White House today. Because there's a difference. But then how, how are we equal? How do we make the race issue go away? And nobody wants to tackle it. Nobody wants to talk about it which is evident by the phones. But if there's a courageous person in the world today that wants to talk and actually have a clear conversation by me listening and you talking, 855-616-1620. Welcome back to The Truth on WTMJ. You're listening to The Truth on TMJ at 556-1620. Got some interesting comments, and and I think I'll weave in some some Black Lives Matter and kind of work through the movement versus the organization, because those are two different things. And I think some of the polarizing issues we have with DEI that were amplified during Black Lives Matter and George Floyd came from people misunderstanding the Black Lives Movement. Back to the truth on WTMJ. You're listening to the truth on TMJ 855-616. One six twenty. Thank you, Evan. Appreciate you. So, when we talk about Black Lives Matter, there were some things done where people equated the movement with the organization. Now, I will say this publicly. I will say it and people will agree, disagree, get upset. I'm not really, you know, okay. And if you want to call and discuss it, that's great. The The organization of Black Lives Matter was trash. Took money. Companies felt bad, did ridiculous things, and gave millions of dollars to an organization with no guardrails. And then when the money got misappropriated, they said, see, that's why we don't give money to black people. Well, that's not it. 
the problem is you keep equating all black people to the one smallest, littlest, narrowest demographic. And every time you see somebody that did something wrong, say, look, that's all black people. But should I call all Irish people drunks? Should I call them all drunks? Should I call all Italian people members of the mafia? Now, because you don't care about it, that's fine. But watch this. When all else fails, you can always retreat to say, oh, I'm white. It's more of us. But is it? So then when black people do jump on that train and say, hey, you want to make us all one group? Hey, we're all one group. Now, all of a sudden, you have a problem with it. Why do you have to have an HBCU? Because we're tired of going to classes where when we go, like I did at Illinois State, literally every single class I went to, I was one of one or maybe two black people in every single class. My major, my general studies classes, every single one. And if you think that's not an issue, ask your kids who went through COVID and how they feel because those same kids All the things that they exhibited during COVID and they're exhibiting now is the same thing that black people have gone through for 400 years. And now when we asked for help, we didn't get it. Those kids asked for help. Now we got, oh, mental health is an issue. Well, why is the mental health trauma an issue when a black kid does something wrong? But mental health is a trauma issue when a white kid in Waukesha County stabbed somebody 21 times. First thing out of somebody's mouth, oh, it must be mental health. No, it's not. That little girl's evil. Slender man girl, she was evil. At some point, the polarization is the, is the lack of, of applying the same standard to everybody. If you want to apply the same standard to us, then you have to give us the ability to have the opportunity to win. That's all. So if you want to go to a school, I should be able to go to a historically black college or university and you not say it's a second tier school. When you have schools like Xavier in Louisiana, a, a, a historically black college that puts out 87% of all black medical doctors and dentists did their undergrad there. They have one of the toughest science programs in the country. But then the only thing you talk about is an Ivy League school. Eh, okay. At some point, we're just going to drive more and more apart. What it brought out is that now black people can say, I don't want to do that. I want to do this. Just like white people do. They just don't say it publicly. But no, I'm, not, I'm not going over there. It's too many black people. I don't, I don't want to, you know, I'm, I'm scared. I don't want to live in Milwaukee. It's, it's too many. Right? Because all they show is, oh, look, it was a homicide. Black guy killing a black guy. White guy killed somebody. Boom. Oh, that was a shooting. And we'll have more information later. My brain goes, ah, must have been a white guy. Sure enough, it's a white guy. Why is that? Because the people that control the news in Milwaukee don't look like me. If they do, and they're minority, it's a woman. So we keep we keep asking these questions, but no one will step up to the plate and have a clear conversation about the fact that all the places and corridors of power 
legislature, right? The majority of them don't look like me. So things that bother me, things that are issues in my community, nobody cares about. And when we ask, they toss us crumbs. And now the UW system is about to do the same thing. I would predict that they will back up and I'm sure at the very least, it'll be about a, a, a third to half of the funding they got for DEI. It will evaporate and the president will acquiesce. Robin Voss will acquiesce. They'll come up with a deal and it'll jack the UW system just like they jacked the city of Milwaukee. And you do understand that all of this is happening because of white males in power. Now, if it were black males in power, would the same thing happen? Guess what? Yep. Because power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And that's exactly what they have. But we won't know that unless you give us an opportunity and a chance. 855-616-1620. When we come back, I want to hear from you. I want to hear where I need to correct myself. And I'll tell you a story of an experience I had at Illinois State. And you tell me how I should have responded. This is The Truth on WTMJ. You're listening to The Truth on TMJ. So, when I was at Illinois State University, and I don't I remember if I told this story on TMJ before, but it's, I think it's appropriate music. You got to respect the hustle. I'm just saying. So, I'm at Illinois State. I'm trying to get my dorm room, and I'm staying in Waterson Towers. And I'm staying in Waterson Towers, and I got a chance, but you got to put a deposit on a single, Right? I got a single. Now I, grad, now, I transferred to Illinois State in like 1981. So it took me six years to get out of college because I transferred out of Chicago because I said, if I say it, stay at the University of Illinois, Chicago, all of my best friends dropped out. You know, girls, parties, uh, dropping out of school, all that. Right. So what I did is I transferred to Illinois State. I'm there two years. I'm about to be a junior. No, I think I went with junior status. But I still had some extra credits to do. So, so what I did is I went and, and, I, and, I, and I, I was waiting on money to get a deposit. Because a check I was supposed to get, instead of coming to me at school, went to my house at, at, in Chicago. And so I asked them for the, uh, I asked my mother to send it to me. So I told her, cash it and then send me the money or whatever. And then I'll, I'll pay my deposit. So she wrote out the check to the university for the deposit amount and mailed it to me. And so I waited for my mail and I waited for my mail and I waited for my mail and it didn't come. And I went downstairs and checked a couple times till finally I go downstairs. And, you know, if you've been to a dorm at Illinois State, your mailbox is behind the counter, which was really idiotic to me. You couldn't get access to your own mail. So I literally look in my mailbox for my dorm room and I see the envelope and I say, can I have my mail? She turns around and says, there's no mail there. 
I said, I'm looking at it right there. That is my letter. I need it because I'm trying to get a dorm room. She says, there's no mail there. The deadline ends and I don't get my room. So I go and I call and I say, hey, I need to talk to the, the, the Waterson Towers manager. So I go in and talk to the Waterson Towers manager. She says, what's it about? I go in and the girl that's working the desk and her are in the office. And I go in and I say, hey, well, like, where, how, how come I didn't get my mail? She did this, she did that. She said, look, you didn't get the room and that's too bad. But there's nothing we're going to do. I said, so she knows that my money was there. You know my money was there. I know my money was there. And I complain about it and you tell me you're not going to do anything. She said, quote, no, you're just some N-word kid from Chicago who can't do a blankety blank thing to me. I'm in charge, and if you don't like it, transfer. And that's what I did. I went and got all of my stuff out of my room. I went and found an apartment. I moved off campus, and everybody I talked to, I told them, don't move on campus. Leave. Great school, but some of the people that work there, terrible. Now, it has since significantly evolved. I've never not supported Illinois State University when I could. Matter of fact, I'm working on a project now, and it's, it's a phenomenal project. But, but my point is, those things can make you not like white people. Those things can make you go, and, and I've got myriad friends who have myriad stories, because I've got them, of things that have happened to them. Well, you can't say it's because of race. Well, yeah, I can. Anytime you use the N-word to me, and you tell me that's why you did it, it's kind of obvious. But then my question later in life was, well, what did she go through and what happened to her to make her do that? And I can't answer that, right? I would have to ask her. I've since gone on, and, and, and those were the types of things that happened to me at school that made me the man I am today because now I'm successful, I think. I think I'm successful. I think I've been successful. Everything in your life shapes you. But I don't understand the fear there seems to be. And I, I, that, that's my word. And I did ask a couple of my white friends, why is, what is the vitriol that seems to surface when a black person seems to be successful? Why, why did the federal government go after Robert F. Smith because he gave money to this little school down in Atlanta, Morehouse, to all the graduating seniors and paid off all their debt. Why? Then immediately he was under investigation from the Securities and Exchange Commission, the Treasury Department, and it made him pay a fine. He's got hidden money. All rich billionaires have hidden money off offshore. what I just break? Right? All of them do. So who are we fooling? Who exactly are we fooling? We've got to fix this race thing. It's got to be fixed. We didn't invent it. We'll take advantage of it. But we have to fix it. We all bleed red. My jeans had more melanin in it than yours did. 
But we didn't create this animosity. So we shouldn't have to fix it. We didn't create the corridors of politics that causes laws to be passed so that we can't live in certain places, own certain things, vote, all that. We did not do that to ourselves. And when you hear, well, it's, 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 you know, it's time, you know, it's, it's 2023. Yeah, but we've proven things haven't changed. So I think the black community is becoming more insular. They're going to start saying, hey, you know what? If you don't want to build a store, we'll build it. If you don't want to build a performing arts center, we'll build our own. If you don't want to build a, a, a shopping mall, we'll build our own. You want to build a school, we'll go to our own. If we're not welcome, that's fine. And if that's the thing, then we'll just start building more colleges and universities and all sorts of stuff. But you know what's going to happen? In my estimation, if we keep that up, America's going to end up like the Middle East. You're going to have walls, wars, factions, camps, all kind of things. But then again, in my mind, scripturally, as a Christian, sounds like it's just par for the course. Welcome back to The Truth on WTMJ. You're listening to The Truth on TMJ. Rule number one. Bottom line is this. We have to give each other room to be wrong. Room to be. But something I was talking to my pastor. And he said, everybody has a right to be wrong. But if they realize they're wrong and they break it, you actually have to give them a chance to fix it. You can't go off all mad and holler. No, if you think somebody's wrong, then you got to let them fix it. You can't just keep them wrong. I don't believe it. It's, it's, and and, you know, it's, I guess it's a byproduct of old age, right? And it's weird because I hold on to old age when it suits me. Right. And then when I can be young, I'm young again. So, Kind of got the best of both worlds. Nobody told me this. You know, when you hit your 60s that you can actually flip back and forth and accept things and not accept things. It's great. But in the end, I think it's I think it's imperative that we talk and that we have conversations with each other so that we can understand. But then still be accepting. And I, th- I don't I don't think there's any acceptance. Um, I think if we can get the emotion out of conversations we can we can really have some dialogue and that once we understand people it'll be better but i don't think that'll happen unfortunately i i don't think as long as this world and the majority of the world and and i think that's why the fear is coming um when people get upset because when it looks like you're not going to be in charge anymore 
when it looks like you're not going to be in power anymore, you start to lose it. Speaking of power, in the next hour, I want to I want to talk about um, who I like to call Bubba Joe, President Joe Biden. There's some interesting things going on in politics, and and I want to get your take on it because because there are some questions I have. Like, for instance, can Joe Biden actually win? Now, taking Trump, Vice President Harris, third-party candidate, completely out of the equation, can Biden win re-election? So what I'm asking is, you call 855-616-1620 on the old National Bank talking text line. Can Joe Biden win? That's all I want to know. And then I want to know your reason why. I don't want to hear about Trump. I don't want to hear about Harris. I don't want to hear about a third party. I want to hear whether or not you believe President Biden can win. 